0: writers, game masters, and creatives to the World Builders Tavern. Today we are talking about the TV series, Over the Garden Wall, so be warned if you have not yet seen this series, there will be spoilers. With that said, grab an ale and pull up a chair. I'm Emma, your friendly barkeep, along with Allison. Hi! And Christiana, Hello! And we are so happy to have you here. Cheers! 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 quick thing up top just for housekeeping you may notice that my audio quality is a little bit off today uh that is because I am actually recording from Ireland where I'm living for the next year and my headset mic did not fit in my suitcase don't worry uh (laughs) I will be back to normal soon uh it is the weight restrictions on airlines that you should blame Um, But with that said, let's get into our topic for today, which is super exciting. Uh, I actually really enjoyed the series more than I thought I was going to. Um, (laughs) But it is, of course, the series Over the Garden Wall, which if you haven't heard of it, um, I personally wouldn't be surprised because I also had not heard of it until I believe Ali was the one who suggested that we should talk about this. And I had literally never heard of it. And I'm very glad that we watched it. It is an adorable animated series of short 11-minute episodes, 10 in total. And the series centers on two half-brothers who travel across a mysterious forest to find their way home, encountering a variety of strange and fantastical things on their journey. And I really just need to emphasize how strange this series is. (laughs) So weird. Uh, (laughs) And almost everybody talks in kind of like a transatlantic accent also, which is adorable. So... Yeah, uh, Ali, Christiana, what did we think about
1: this? Well, we did have a quick message in our little group chat before we were talking about it. And I think the comment that I said that still wraps up how I feel about it is that this show is so far up my alley, it may as well be my apartment. <laughs> like, it's just, ooh, it's everything I want in the world and more. And I was just, I was Thoroughly obsessed with it from the moment that I started watching, I was like, "This is so weird, this is so bizarre." Um, you can't see what my apartment looks like, but it's full of skulls and pumpkins, and I'm living in a permanent state of Halloween. And this just like this was filmed on location in your living. <laughs> yeah, it, like it may as well have been. Yeah,
2: <laughs> um, I'm so glad you liked it. I. I'm the one who suggested it, but I actually hadn't watched it. I, I knew of it. I had a, a friend recommend it to me and I knew it was really weird. So I was pretty sure Christiana would love it. Emma probably would. <laughs> and that it would be fun to talk about. So I I liked it. I didn't love it as much as Christiana does, I think. Because, uh, yeah, weird storytelling uh it's fun, but I just like things to make sense and sometimes they yeah. don't when you have weird storytelling. But I think the show did a really good job of it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see I'm you're absolutely correct, Allie. I'm obsessed with anything incredibly weird and confusing. <laughs> it's always my favorite thing. Um, but I think they actually did a decent job. So spoiler alert for listeners. In the end, it finds out, we find out that it's, like, all a dream, right? Like, it was... Um, Do we,
2: though? Because I was watching the end, and I was like, <laughs> it sort of implies that it's a dream, but then you, um, Gregory, has kind of the the frog. Gregory has the It's also kind of the afterlife. Gregory has the frog, and it's got the, the shining stomach, and, like, he talks about things yeah. that they did. So I don't know. It's sort of, like, I think it's kind of left uh, unknown, which is appropriate for the show.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I interpreted it as some of the things were true, Mm -hmm. but it was two brothers who had a large disconnect and were kind of going through this strange world and this strange experience together. And then we kind of flash back and we find out that they're drowning while these stories are happening. Mm -hmm. And so some of it is real and some of it isn't. And I really like that. And normally I'm the kind of person who's a little annoyed when it's And it was all a dream Uh kind of thing. Um, But this is one of the few stories that kind of gets a pass for me because it was so bizarre. And I remember Mm -hmm. thinking very early on in one of the first few episodes, he tries to name the frog George Washington. And I was like, "Yeah, okay, so this happens in our universe to some extent like george washington was a president at some point and that was my first moment where i was like okay i think i think maybe there's something more deep going on here and also his weird little um his weird little costume like the cone hat and like the tape oh, yes. and everything, where it's
2: Hat and Gregory's. Yeah, had a teapot or something. A teapot, because yeah. he's the
1: upside yes. down elephant, right? And so, like, it, <laughs> I love there was a couple little things yeah. where I was like, mm, "Is this a dream? Is this like
0: interesting? Some
1: sort of?" There was like a couple little things that I picked up on where I was like, "Okay, oh. this is obviously happening in the viewer's world, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Just like a few little moments, but." It was also so bizarre and no one ever questioned the bizarreness that I was like immediately on board. I'm like, yeah, yes. of course, yes. there's a little raccoon in a flat cap playing the trombone yeah. or whatever. I was like, yeah, okay. I think I'm on if board. you
2: want to write dark weird like this, that's a really good tip of how to do it. I, I mm. like it when the characters don't question the weirdness. They mm-hmm. just kind of mm-hmm. go along with it. I mean, it depends what you want to do with your story, but the other way can work as well.
0: Yeah. yeah. And having child protagonists for that really helps, I think, because children in general are much less likely to be skeptical. So, Because I think it's a lot harder to write adult characters who are just like, yeah, magic's real, cool, I'm not phased. Whereas a kid, like, Duh. like, of yeah. course magic is real. real. Like, yeah. So that's a way to let me feel... I mean, depending bit, on, on your yourself. setting,
2: if you're setting it in yeah. the real world. If it's a fantasy yeah. world yeah. Then, uh, where then magic course, does yeah. exist, yeah, <laughs> then adults are fine with it. But yeah. one thing this show did really well is only sharing world-building information and character backstory that the viewers need to know and waiting mm-hmm. to reveal certain information. So they did a really good job of balancing you feeling you as the viewer feeling confused but interested this is really difficult to achieve so if you want to do this this is a a great example um as an editor i see writers trying to do this a lot um but the information they withhold frustrates the reader more than intrigues them Mm -hmm. and so then um that's not what you want you want um you want your reader to be questioning things and wondering, oh, what what is that mystery? rather than I need to know that and it's annoying that I don't know it. Yeah. And so often the mistakes I see is um writers including information or withholding information that a character knows from the reader. Like so there's yes. the narrator like thinking sort of mystically about mysteriously about something but then not telling the reader like what it is or what the, and it's like the character knows this, but you don't and you feel sort of, eh, that's not really fair. Like I'm in the character's head. I'm trying to go through this journey with them. I should know what they know kind of thing. Um, so that's one thing you can be careful of when you're writing. And if you're not sure, a really good way is like to have your beta readers tell you yeah. like, mm-hmm. were you feeling frustrated mm-hmm. or was this something that made you curious?
1: Was it interesting? Yeah. 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 Um, I think kind of the point is it is if the character is also confused, it's okay for the reader to be confused. Yeah. I feel like it's mm. kind of like an easy line yeah. to draw. Yeah, you like, want to be if...
2: journeying with the
1: character. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. If the character's not confused, you shouldn't be. <laughs> then yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I yeah. mean, in this show, the characters aren't really confused but you are but it's okay because they don't know what's going on they're just yeah. kind of going mm-hmm. with it and you're like what yeah. what exactly
0: is yeah. happening they're, they're not confused because they're just not thinking about it in that way. Yeah. It's not like they are like, yes, yeah. we know what's going on. They're just like, well, we're going to deal with this differently. Rather than being confused, we're just accepting it and moving forward Kind as of to, like, yeah, kind of like
1: it. a dream. Yeah. Like, you don't really question the weird yeah. things that yeah. happen in
2: your dreams. Yeah. No, so, that's it
1: exactly oh. what I was going to say, Allie, no. right? Where yeah. like sometimes it's okay for a character to kind of like roll with the punches, where as the reader, you would be like, I'd be busting down doors looking for answers. Yeah, It's like, why is this happening? But you roll with it a little bit because you can also kind of, even if they're not outright saying it, even if they're just kind of going with whatever is happening, you accept that the character is like, okay, this is what's happening next. I just want to get home. I just want to do the next thing. I'm just going to go along with it until I get to that point. So.
0: Uh, I think that they also had like a little bit of that in that they had kind of the, um you know, the straight man character in Wirt. Like Gregory, mm-hmm. the younger brother was a little bit even more yeah. all into it. Like, yeah. maybe, not even only accepting, but just like, yes, I love this. Yes. i like, yeah. super into it. And Wirt a little bit sometimes was like, well, this is weird. Or like, ah, why what yeah. is happening So like, you know, that Jim Halpert, like, looking at the camera. Like, yes. This is, yeah. Isn't this bizarre what's happening? <laughs> so even though it wasn't as much as maybe a different character, you still had a little bit of that, which I think made the reader or the watcher feel a little bit more comfortable because it's, yeah. it's like, okay, this is supposed to be weird. And
1: that's it's, okay. <laughs> it's acknowledged, but not addressed, if that makes mm. sense. Like, I yeah, feel that in stories sometimes, it. where if someone is, like, acknowledging at least... Like you said, actually, I think the idea of like Jim Helpert looking right at the camera is actually kind <laughs> of like a helpful yeah. writing piece, right? Where like sometimes you just have to be like, yeah, I know this is weird. Um, yeah. But, anyways, and then move on with it. So, for
2: yeah. uh, listeners who haven't seen the show, uh, Wirt is voiced by Elijah Wood, who plays Frodo <gasps> in The Lord of the Rings. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. I and did I, not I know that. that. I thought he did such a good job, so just... Oh my god, he and, was yeah. fantastic. Yeah.
0: And this is a pretty old series at this point. Like, it came out in, like, 2014, so mm-hmm. it also would have been, like, right around the time when, like... I, I mean, not... I guess it's, like, it's ten years after Lord of the Rings, so, like, he'd still be pretty, like, big. So I love it when... Uh, actors go on to just their weird little projects like Elijah Wood and like Daniel Headcliffe and stuff and I feel like that's kind
2: of this. Yeah. I I played a video game recently where Elijah Wood voiced one of the characters and it was an older game so it was a similar like it's not a famous game at all and uh, it it was just fun to hear him doing that.
1: All the I voice acting is really act, good. It doesn't always translate. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I did not know that, but as now, as soon as you say it, I can, you can hear immediately it, yeah. hear it. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that yeah! makes perfect sense. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. Um, One thing I really loved about the show is how it slowly drips information mm-hmm. to you. I think that mm-hmm. you, you... I don't know. That just really... You really need practice to learn how to do that yeah. well. And this show is such yes. so good at it. So, for example yeah the information about the woodsman and the lantern and what the lantern is like it it drops those curiosity seeds really early just first with the woodsman and then you're like oh it's just this random character and then you realize he has this lantern and then the
0: sorry for our listeners who haven't seen it ali do you want to explain like exactly what oh sure like what we think it is and like what happens
2: at the beginning of the show I think the first episode where it and Gregory meet the woodsman and they don't, they, they're they not sure who he is and he's carrying this lantern and that's, that's really all you know about
1: him in the first episode. Yeah. Um, and they're not sure what
2: his motives are. That he's and like.
1: he's... Grinding the trees in right. the forest, yes, to create oil, oil to keep for the lantern, the lantern yeah. going.
0: Yeah. yeah, and he says his whole purpose for existing is yeah, to keep this lantern yeah. on. And then to
2: job. you learn that there's this beast um in the in the forest, and you don't see it. So at first, the boys are like, "Oh, you're the beast," to the woodsman, and yeah. aren't sure. <laughs> and they come across a different beast, and then the woodsman's like, "That's not the beast." Like, um. and And then (laughs) by the end of the show I think it's not till the very last episode you really learn everything that um the woodsman has been told by the beast that the spirit of his daughter is in this lantern and that he has to keep the lantern going um and Gregory is about to die and the beast basically tries to tempt Wirt into being the new lantern keeper and keeping his brother's soul in the lantern. And Wirt's like, "Oh yeah, okay, I'll do it. And I'm like, oh no, this show's gonna yeah. end so sadly. And Wirt's yeah. gonna be this this so, this so sad old man carrying this lantern. And then a second later, Wirt's like, wait, this is stupid. I'm not doing that. I loved that a lot. Yeah. Um, and so yeah. then it turns out that the the soul of the lantern is actually the beast's
0: soul mm-hmm. and yeah mm-hmm.
2: which i and love and the trees
0: that were being ground up were the souls of other kids in the forest yes. was, yeah like, so so
1: trees. yeah <laughs> so creepy yeah so s- many
0: layers of like creepiness oh man it
1: made me cry like at that revelation and everything uh-huh. and like i love a story that makes me cry um and i especially love a story that makes me cry that includes skeletons and pumpkins uh-huh. and like
0: Yes. All of these things, like yes. it was
1: such a, I expected it in the first few episodes, like with the woodsman and everything else. Like, okay, this is just like, it reminded me of Adventure Time,
0: mm-hmm. actually, yes. Yes. where yes. I
1: was like, okay, there's just like a lot of bizarro stuff happening because it's funny and it's cute yep. and like, that's what's, that's the world. It's funny and cute and no one questions anything. And then by the end, same thing with Adventure Time, although Adventure Time, it happened many seasons later versus in the first season um i was like oh god this is actually so emotional <laughs> yes like, this is actually particularly actually punching b yeah. over the and I- over again like <laughs> the
2: idea that the woodsman has been this has been his whole life keeping yeah. this beast alive and yeah. thinking it's his daughter yeah. it's so sad yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, this really reminded me the the comp, like, title that came to me for this one is, like, Adventure Time and Dragon Prince, like, the Netflix show. Yeah. I feel like it's, like, a smushing together of those two. I was, like, oh, it's really, that, neither of which I'm hugely, like, into, so I was, like, oh, but I love this. Yeah, so it's yeah. It's <laughs> I, I thought, also, they did a good job with, like, speaking of, the, like, dripping information, I thought they did a good mm-hmm. job with, like, kind of having red herrings but that weren't like a total waste of time so like the bird they meet a bird named Beatrice who like seems Mm -hmm. kind of off you're like something's up with this like she's helping them but she also is kind of antagonistic and you're like so I at first I was like okay something's off with this bird is she the beast yeah like is she Ooh, going to yeah. and then it turns out no but something was off with her because she was actually she said she was leading them to somebody who would help the boys out of yeah. the chorus but it turns out that she was leading them to this old woman who wanted to have child servants which was really the way they they said it was really funny but um, she
2: was trying to save her family so it's like yeah, she wasn't yeah. totally evil into
0: birds. But yeah, yeah, yeah so it's like a thing where you get a misdirect but the misdirecting to a different, it's because there was a different secret. Like you never yeah. want to try to make your like watchers feel stupid, where it's like, oh, I was reading too much into that. Like there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, there was something there. It just wasn't what you thought was there. It's this other thing,
1: which I thought is really good writing. And yeah, yeah, that's that's a great point with like kind of like the red herring or Chekhov's gun or like whatever you want to kind of refer to it <laughs> as. Like, I feel like, and I hope that people at this point are kind of I weird kind of offhand example my spouse and I are watching only murders in the building and it's kind of like a murder mystery thing and we were talking and in this season there's like the potential that like a love interest of a specific character might be the murderer but in the last season it was the love interest of that character who was the murderer kind of thing And we were talking about it, and he was like, that's a red herring. There's no way they would make this the same thing twice. And I was like, but are they also anticipating that we would all think that exact same (laughs) thing? And then they make them the murderer again, kind of thing. And so I felt like that watching um, this a lot, where it was was very like... i'm thinking I'm overthinking this so ridiculously hard, like it seems obviously Beatrice wouldn't be the murderer, but are they expecting me to think that Beatrice <laughs> wouldn't be the bad guy, and then Beatrice <laughs> will be the bad guy, and it'll be like a double twist kind of thing,
0: yeah <clears throat> um one other little world building thing that I really liked was giving both of the main characters really distinctive um Shapes like words mm. was really pointy. Like his hat was pointy, mm-hmm. his cloak was pointy, his nose was a triangle. And then Gregory was very round, like he had this big round head, these giant eyes. Even his legs yep. were like little round spheres yeah. with yep. little legs sticking out of them. And I don't know necessarily that that was like a bigger thing. Like you know, there's always that that you know English teacher thing of like sometimes the curtains are just green and the writer wasn't yeah. writing anything into it. So it's like I don't know if that was supposed to be a bigger thing about their personalities, but like I just really enjoyed that as an aesthetic world building thing. it's just each character had these very distinctive things mm. that made them. It makes their sense own for character. their personality
2: because um, Wurt is more yeah. hard and sharp, and Gregory is softer, mm-hmm. and yeah. So I like that too. Yeah, I love it when uh, the medium really matters so that this Mm -hmm. is a show rather than a novel. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There should always be a reason why you're working in the medium that you're working Mm, in. And so like take advantage of that. Like if you're using a visual medium, use the visuals.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm constantly reminding writers that I work with that you are writing a novel, not a show. And one of the main advantages of novel writing is you can get into thoughts Mm. and characters motivations yeah uh, which you can't do yeah. in any other medium so make sure you're taking yeah. advantage yeah. of that like I imagine that if this mm-hmm. was a novel probably it would be from Wurtz's perspective because he's sort of yes our inserted yeah. as us the viewer yeah. yeah so just kind of feeling
1: like his frustration and going through the things with him I think would be really fun that's a great point, though, that you make, Allie, and that's something we should all consider in our writing and things like that, or whatever we're working on, because, like, I don't think this show would work as a novel. It wouldn't work I as I don't well. know if it like, it, like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as no. effective. Yeah.
0: You could maybe do, like, one short story of them meeting the Huntsman and, like, maybe mm-hmm. do something, but it would be, like, super different, and I don't think it would be as whimsical. Like Yeah. It it
2: will be different. I would say, I'm not sure it's that it won't work. It just, it would look different. Yes, that actually brings us nicely into our proprietor's pick, which is where I have chosen a novel that you might like to read if you liked this show. So I will... Read you, or I will tell you the synopsis of what I picked. So I wanted a middle grade novel because this is a very middle grade ish show with child protagonists. And so I picked Mm -hmm. The Horrible Big of Terrible Things by Rob Renzetti, which was published July 18, 2023, which is this summer, if you're listening to this right now. A boy who finds a strange big at his front door and a horrifying spider like creature comes out of it and kidnaps. His sister.
0: Nope.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I hate that.
2: I hate that immediately. Sounds really creepy. (laughs) So he follows them into the world of Grabeg, a bizarre realm where malicious forests, a trio of blood drinking mouths, and a sentient sawdust stuffed giant are lurking within the seams, and from every corner of the world come whispers of the great worm and eldritch horror. So this gave me such over the garden wall vibes it's about a a pair of siblings in this creepy creepy world uh and there's whispers of a beast you know so it really sounds very similar and so um Mm -hmm. this is on my to be to read pile and it would be really interesting to read it to see how this type of story is done in a novel format if you are interested Mm -hmm. in telling this kind of Dark,
1: weird, strange. Yeah, world building. It almost makes me think of Coraline, a time. Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Similar vibes.
2: Um. Yeah. Neil Gaiman does good, really good. Dark, weird as well. So that would be another good author to read Mm -hmm. if this is the vibe you're going for Mm -hmm. in in the novel that you want to
0: write. I love the idea of the genre of like dark weird, like one word, like grim dark, but this is dark weird. Yeah, dark weird. (laughs) weird. That'd be
1: uh, honestly, if they made that a genre in the bookstore, that'd be the only place that I shop. (laughs) So I'm gonna.
2: That'll be the title of this episode: dark weird and over the garden. Dark
1: weird. Yeah. Dark weird. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh,
2: perfect. (laughs) Hello, world builders. Allison here. Did you know that the World Builders Tavern has a free Discord community for sci fi and fantasy writers? Join to get encouragement for that novel that you're working on, to participate in the monthly flash fiction challenges, and of course, to geek out about world building. Link in the show notes.
0: And it is now time for Last Call, where we, your beautiful hosts, have some concluding questions and thoughts for you to bring to your own. World building, writing, movie script, creating, whatever you're working on. So, Allison, what do you think we can take away from the world building of Over the Garden Wall and apply to our own creative projects?
2: Ask yourself what weird things about your story need to be explained and will be satisfying if they are. Like, I really enjoyed learning how Word and Gregory ended up going over the garden wall and seeing Mm -hmm. their their life in the real world. And having that answer explained. And then versus things that don't necessarily need an explanation, like the, um, that village of skeletons wearing pumpkins yeah. for heads, like we never <laughs> get an explanation about why they exist. And it doesn't matter because it's kind of a dream weird world and we don't need to know that.
0: They just do. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm going to say my advice would be, and again, take it with a pinch of salt. You can always ignore anybody's advice. But my advice is if you're going to do a dream sequence, um, because now I can't get Christiana's comments out of my head, because I had not understood what I of that. and now looking back, I'm like, oh my goodness, it made sense, so what? And I, I am the same boat where I always hate a dream sequence, yeah. but except for this one, because I think if you're going to do a dream sequence, whether it's at the end, everything was a dream, or whether your character just goes into a dream for part of it, leave clues that it's a dream, it should yeah. not be 100% like the real world, because then you're in my opinion, your audience will just feel like you pulled the rug out from under mm, them. And yeah. that's never really what you want to leave your audience with. So plant something where even if they're not going to pick up on it the first time through, it should be that when you reveal it, it should make sense. Where they go, yeah. ah, yes, I, I, now looking back on mm. it. That's the feeling you want. You want the audience to be clued in, not to have the rug pulled out from under them. Because that's just being a bully and nobody wants to be bullied by their media
1: (laughs) yeah it feels like kind of like a cop out almost a little bit right Mm. where it feels like a cheap ending to be like it was all a dream yeah at the very end with no other kind of like hints or things or and it's very very rare that a media can truly pull it off also, don't you start do your work. chapter with a dream, please. <laughs> Just oh my no, god, yeah, it's too that's, common.
0: It's yeah. yeah. It's
1: Never start a story with a character waking up. Holy smokes, <laughs> no. that's dems so the rule. You want to? Yeah, you want you to. I've done it.
0: We've all done
2: it. We've, yeah, all, done, yeah, we've I've all done it. We've all been <laughs>
1: there. <Yeah.
0: laughs>
2: I really yeah, liked yeah. how at the end of this show, you're not actually 100% sure it was a dream. Like, was it? Yeah. I think maybe Mm -hmm. it was, I'm not sure. I liked liked that it didn't give that answer Mm -hmm. concretely.
0: Yeah, this is actually the inspiration for Inception, I think. Uh, yeah, I was like yes,
1: <laughs> let's go deeper.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christiana, what advice or questions do you have for our listeners?
1: Um, it's kind of similar to what you have both said, but it's like lean into the weird. Like, trust hmm. your readers or viewers or whatever you're working on to buy into the story, right? Like, if you're picking up a fantasy book, people are expecting fantasy. If you're making a story like over the garden wall, people are kind of expecting weird, like you don't always have to explain absolutely everything. I think Ellie's example of like, even at the end of the season, we have no explanation for the whole city of skeletons that are wearing pumpkins (laughs) as, as people suits. Um, you don't need that because the story is how funny and cute are these little skeletons wearing <laughs> pumpkins as people suits, right? So
2: And creepy. It's so,
1: yeah, and yes. creepy. I, I think it's cute, but maybe that's a sign as to how creepy I am as a person. Um, but yeah, like trust your reader a little bit more, right? Like the, they will buy into more things than you kind of anticipate, right? Mm-hmm. As long as it's somewhat realistic, you're giving the hints that it was all a dream, you kind of... Like I said earlier, naming the frog George Washington, I was like, okay, so this is like at least somewhat based (laughs) in reality. I didn't question it too hard. I was just like, okay, George Washington exists in this universe. Weird. I'm gonna store that, and then we'll move on, kind of thing. So, (laughs) trust your readers to accept the weird. Yeah.
2: In summary, embrace the dark weird. That's
1: our yes, exactly. episode
0: (laughs) (laughs) Racing yeah. the garden <laughs> <wall>. <laughs> and with that, we are going to call closing time here at the Tavern. Thank you so much for joining us. We have been your bartenders and we hope to serve you here again soon. Uh, if you want more of us before our next episode comes out, you can find us on Discord where the link is in the show notes. We are also on Twitter at or X, I guess. I'm not calling it that. It is Twitter. Twitter. Uh, <laughs> <at the
1: Tavern. laughs> The platform formerly known as Twitter, yeah. Yeah.
0: There we go. Yeah, the platform formerly known as Twitter is at WB Tavern Pod. And on TikTok, if you want to see Christiana's lovely face, they give you all that good stuff on World Builders Tavern, just at World Builders Tavern. Yes, we have different ats on all of our social media. We don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and join our Patreon for fun things like our after-hours show, where we just geek out more about media that we love. And you can uh, join us there on Patreon.com/slash Worldbuilders Tavern for extra content. Uh, but without you, gotta scram. Bye. Get out of here.